The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Today is a bonus episode, and you know what that means. It's an advice column episode where you write in with your problems, and we solve them on the spot. No questions asked. But before we get into that, I want to give a brief little, um, not shout out, but tip, because last night, JC and I were helping Kristen move. And Which is a very sad thing. A very sad thing. A very sad thing. And moving also is horrible. And when you're in a house, especially, I've only moved out of apartments, but when you have a whole house to move out of that you've lived in for multiple years, just moving is a nightmare. Like no matter how you slice it, it is a nightmare no matter where you're moving. And it's probably even worse when you're moving to a different state, which I've only done once. But again, it's always like little apartments. But even our move from this house, I greatly underestimated how long it would take. Yes. And I think Kristen did too. She's like, I don't think it'll take that long. We literally worked all day on just her kitchen. Like it takes so long to pack stuff up. Yes. But I I had fun. It was fun. It's fun to do it for somebody else. Yes. That's what I was saying. When you do it for yourself, it's like, I hate this. I was like, when I'm just here with you guys, like doing it for Kristen, I was having the time of my life. When it was my own house, I hated every second of it. I know. So she was kind enough to give us some of her plants, obviously, because She's not going to move with them. Mm -hmm. So we each took a couple and it inspired me. I'm like, I don't want to kill these plants. Like these are Kristen's plants that they've been, they're so grown out. They're so beautiful. This is more of a responsibility than it were my own plant that I just bought. Yes. Right away. So I posted on my story because Nick told me I should name all my plants. And that way I feel like a connection with them. Mm -hmm. You know, when you like name your beanie babies. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to name all of them. So I named them after BTS, obviously. There's seven members. I have a lot of plants, actually. Okay, when you were posting on your story, I'm like, does she have 40 plants? Yeah, like, it there seems was like I so, do. There were so many. Yeah, and people like, Kristen gave you a lot of plants. I was like, Kristen did not give me all of these plants, but she did give me like probably five, yeah. maybe five or maybe even six. But that did help, actually. And people were like, how are you going to remember this? I'm like, you just do after you, you know give them a special name. I named them after my favorite characters. Named one after Trisha Paytas, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Can we briefly talk Drew. about Trisha Paytas and how much we love her? Like she is so entertaining and the Frenemies podcast is so entertaining. It's so good. It's so good. I'm shook at how just their chemistry together is something I could have never expected. No. And I've been an H3 fan for years. Yeah. And it's just the best combination to ever happen to the internet. It's so good. And you know what? TikTok has revived Trisha's career mm-hmm. once again. It's like yeah. she gets revived every, you know, few, yes. uh, I would even say once a year, something yes. new happens with her. And TikTok really, I feel like Gave that's the her. reason their podcast is so successful. Totally. Don't you? I oh, always yeah. see clips of it oh, on yeah. TikTok. TikTok has definitely helped that podcast mm-hmm. as well. Um, but with the planting, somebody sent me, uh, actually, a ton of people messaged me and told me to use the app Planta. And so I downloaded it and I started, you have to like, you can take a picture. I got the premium. You can take a picture. It'll identify the plant. You can name the plant and it will give you notifications of like how to take care of it and when oh, to wow. take care of it. And people were like, it saved me. Well, wow, so if you nifty. kill your plants like us, you should check out the app Planta. This is not sponsored, by the way. I wish it was. Should definitely <laughs> check that out because yeah. I got a few plants as well and I'm going to be using them for where we're moving next. Moving update coming on Tuesday because we're moving in at this point when you hear this like three days. 
we're moving in a week from when we're filming this or yeah, recording this. And I'm excited. I'm also feeling already prematurely exhausted from like doing it again, even though I know it's not going to be as intense, but it's still going to. Yes. So moving updates to come. But moving in is more exciting than moving out, though. For sure. I agree. But but I'm also moving out of this place. That's true. That's true. You know, and you guys have been here for a while. Okay, let's get into the advice. Yes. Like I said, you guys can email us your your issues, your problems, whenever. At any time. Yeah, and Beth will collect them. So, you know, anytime you want to vent and ask your neighborhood advice givers (laughs) a question. Okay, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, dear Chelsea and JC, I'm currently in a funk. Literally, life feels like I'm living in the twilight zone and every single day feels like the same. Of course, some days are easier than others. I just can't help feeling like there's no point in trying to better myself when every day feels the same. I'd really appreciate some advice. Love you girls and the podcast. I have none. I was going to say, I relate so hard. I, you know what? (laughs) If nothing else, I just hope you feel less alone because every time I post recently, that I've been super low energy or just like not feeling super motivated, I get so many DMs that are like, me too. I feel so just like a sloth lately. Yes. Almost all of my health clients have said the same thing to me. Really? And I tell them the same thing. I'm like, you are not alone. There's something happening. There's something happening. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. And I think coming off of this past year, it's just, it's almost Exhausting. like we're all, it's starting to catch up to all of us. Like we've been in survival mode yes, for like you a know full what? year. It's like after our wedding, I don't know if this happened to you, but our wedding was exciting and lovely and amazing, but there was so much to be done. The prep, the day of, the next day, Nick and I exhaustion. were exhausted and got sick. Like yes. we both just were like, eh, yeah, for like a week after that. And that's probably what's happening. It's like, we've had so much going on that we've been dealing with. And now we're kind of having like a... (sighs) Yeah. In my recent vlog, I talked about this a little bit because I got a facial and um, my esthetician is also moving in the process of moving right now, which I think a lot of people also are in that process right now. And she was just saying, I was like listening to this thing by this brain doctor and he was saying that it is very normal when you're in a transitional period of life or even just in life right now because of the past year that all of us have had to feel exhausted because your brain is trying to process just like new, yeah, new information and a lot of information that it's not used to processing. And it's very normal to feel exhausted. So I think like give yourself grace and a little bit of a break, but at the same time, there always is a point in bettering yourself. Like I know for me, every single day recently, I will have to force myself to like get up and go on a walk. But once I'm outside in the sun, I'm like, oh, this feels Mm -hmm. so good. I'm so happy I got up off the couch and just like, you know, or every time I do a workout, I'm so happy I did just because it helps me. But it's super hard to have that motivation. It really is. Here's a little tangible piece of advice. I feel like if you can start having something to look forward to, some part of your routine that you look forward to, for me, I love listening to podcasts while I work out. And that's kind of an exciting like uh, incentive for me to work out because I'm like, oh, I get to listen to like my favorite podcast for an hour while I work out and then cool down. And it can be anything or like, oh, I'm, I bought some new stuff to make a, a new green smoothie I'm super excited about. It's like, if you can kind of romanticize your life in little ways and make those things that to other people may seem like chores, like exciting for you, that helps me at least. Um, as far as when you say bettering yourself, and I don't know exactly what you mean by bettering yourself, but for me, that always helps me a little bit to get out of a funk is like 
having something to look forward to. Yeah. And don't put so much pressure on yourself for being in a funk. Because yeah. the more pressure you put on yourself, like, I'm in a funk, I'm in a funk, the more you're going to be in a funk. Like, yeah. I was actually even telling your dad in one of our sessions, I was like, you know what? I literally two days ago, I was just thinking, I've been in such a funk. And then I told myself, you know what? I'm, I'm actually coming out of this funk now. And I was like, I don't know if I actually act like tricked yourself <laughs> or if I just actually told myself like, I'm done with this funk right now. Let's move on. Not that I like the next morning woke up excited to yeah. literally just work, work, work. But I definitely got better after I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of done with the funk part. Let's move on. Mindset is everything. Consume positive information as well. The more you're on your phone, the sadder probably, you'll be. Yeah, the more depressed you'll be. <laughs> I'll so. never forget that whiteboard that we saw at your dad's <laughs> office. That was like social media equals what did it say? It's like social media going up equals mental health like <laughs> going just down. like plummeting. <laughs> True. I, I need to tell you guys about. I'm not going to do it right now because these episodes are a little shorter. Maybe next week. I need to tell you guys about the book How to Break Up with Your Phone because oh yeah, it is. It has actually changed me. And and I say that now, but <laughs> yeah. I, I feel, you know, books will do that to you yeah. or documentaries where you're almost like scared. They scare you and you're just like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I need to get off my phone. But I, I don't know. I feel like this one actually will might stick. stick because of how just much personal of a problem, it is. Yeah, yeah. That I've realized it is. So, yeah. Well, more on that to come. Okay, you guys. If you're like us, you know, you miss your workout routine, but you also miss fitness classes. Mm. I would give my right arm right now to go to a Soul Cycle class. Same. I absolutely love Soul Cycle. I love cycling. It is such a good workout. It's funny because I don't really like cardio. I always say I don't love cardio, but cycling is the exception. Soul Cycle classes leave me feeling so inspired so motivated. The playlists are banging. You have to find the right class, you know, with the right instructor who has like an awesome playlist, but it's so motivating and like positive and inspiring. So basically, SoulCycle now has an at-home bike, so it can make you feel like you're right back in class. The SoulCycle at-home bike converts your home into a SoulCycle studio. The 21-inch touchscreen houses a revolutionary sound system that was specifically engineered for this bike and SoulCycle's iconic playlists. With unlimited access to live and on-demand SoulCycle classes, you can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio on your schedule. And I think that is so fun to feel like you're yes. actually out of class even though you're at home it's like literally the best of both worlds because you don't have to get up and leave your house and you don't feel alone while you're working out one million percent your monthly membership also gives you unlimited access to the equinox plus app where you can stream classes from other top tier brands like equinox rumble tb12 and pure yoga you can get your soul cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks and they have financing options available to make attaining goals achievable, which is absolutely amazing that they have financing yes, options. Yes, that's the best. And really, music is everything. That's mm -hmm. why Soul Cycle just slaps. Yeah, they really <laughs> do just slap. Get your soul cycle at home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com slash what we said and use promo code what we said to get a free pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com slash what we said. Promo code what we said to get a free pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your soul cycle at home bike. Mysoulcyclebike.com slash what we said. Promo code what we said. Check go check it, it out. out. Go get your sweat on. You're going to love it. 
Okay. Hey, Chelsea, JC, and of course, Beth. I've only been listening for a few months, but I'm obsessed. Your words have gotten me through some tough times this year. I'm currently a freshman in college. And when I first moved here, I had a really hard time finding a group of friends that I felt like I could be myself around. After a few months of hardships and prayers, I finally found the most amazing group of friends. Within the large group, there is an inner circle of five girls, including me, that I would consider my best friends. Five girls? odd, Odd number is not a good number. Well, the past couple months, I've had a crush on this one boy in our ward or friend group. And we have been kind of vibing the whole time. Just this weekend, we had a big group hang at my roommate's parents' house. And one of my best friends in my inner circle of girlfriends was talking and flirting with the boy I like the whole night. I felt really hurt and was just like WTF. She even asked me if he wanted to drive home with her instead of me. And obviously he did. I was really sad, but I decided to just let it go because it was probably nothing. Well, the next night, the exact same situation happened. She was just talking and flirting with him the whole time. So I didn't even get to talk to him. Anyways, this all goes down and I confront her about it. And she tells me she's liked him for months, even though she was kissing some other boys on New Year's. And she feels like I claimed him too early. She also tells me that she's heard from multiple sources that he likes her. And at that point, I was just so over it. I told her to just go for it, but that it would hurt me really bad. And I would need some space from her. Even though I told her it would hurt me and our friendship really bad, she still chose this boy over me. I guess after all this info, I need help on how to move on, how to forgive her, and what to do when I see them together. Thanks for the advice. I love you guys so much. Shiz. That I, sucks, that sucks so, bad. so bad. And I see it from every single person's point of view as well. Yes, but it really does suck for her. It does. Like, there's no worse feeling than seeing the guy you like flirting with another girl, especially a friend. Ew. And you're just like, cool, they like my friend better. That's than the worst. And you know what? I think someone's asked this before if we've ever had something where it's like we like the same guy. Never. No. We. I feel like the beauty of us is we have different tastes in guys. Yes. There's not one time that we've both liked the same guy. No. Not ever. Which is a beautiful thing, yes, truly. Seriously. Rubs it in her face. I'm like, I've never had that problem with my friends. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. All the guys I like like me back instantly. <laughs> no, that really is so heiny. It's that's like absolutely uh, heinous. Oh, I just want to throw up for you. I'm so sorry. I think time is will heal. And unfortunately, yeah, there, because you already. I'm proud of you for being honest with her and being like, hey, yes. uh, what the F? And also, this is going to hurt me very bad. Yeah. The fact that she went through with it tells me one of two things. She's not that either one, she's not that great of a friend and she just, you know, getting caught up in the moment. Or two, she's, they're literally Soulmates. vibing. Yeah, vibing so hard that they're just going to fall in love. And it's like, okay, yeah. you just have to let it be at that point. Yeah, it's just time. You just got to give it time. Don't mm-hmm. force yourself to be around them. You don't have to be like, I'm strong. No. Just don't hang out. If you know they're going to be there, you don't have to like purposely avoid them. But if you're like that, you know, they're going to be at a party. It's like, it's okay to just do something else instead. Totally. And just move on. The best thing you can do. Out of sight, out of mind. Is be your best self and work on things that you're passionate about, that you're excited about. And, and, like, and then he'll come. a five-star rating and review. <laughs> and then that will see solve it. everything. And he'll think you're really cool for that. Okay. And you buy one of our beanies. <laughs> <laughs> or what we said, beanies available on shop.dearmedia.com. That will, turn, what we said. that will turn his head for sure. Hi, my internet besties. So excited to finally be able to write in to you because your girl needs some advice. Okay, so I have been dating my boyfriend for almost nine months now. Not super long, I know. But on our third date, he told me he was going to marry me and we have planned a lot of our future. I was wondering, since y'all both had short dating seasons, how long into your relationship did you and your now husbands start talking engagement slash marriage? And also, how did it get brought up? Also, any advice on how to bring it up would be phenomenal. Me and my boyfriend are 24, so we're definitely old enough to get married, but I don't want to jump the gun love y'all with my whole heart and i've never loved a podcast more keep changing lives my gals adore y'all 
Oh, I love you. That's so sweet. I have two things to say. Okay. First of all, there's no rush to get married. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's it's hard to hear that when you want to get married so bad. But you have your entire life with that person if you do get married. You have years with that person. Mm-hmm. So it's worth it to just stick it out a little bit to make sure that it's the one yeah. for you. And I think there needs to be no pressure on how to bring it up. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. I don't remember exactly like the conversation. I th- Wait, it's like kind of weirdly coming back to me. I can like see myself. That was weird. I had deja vu where I could literally see myself on my stairs like walking up because I think Leif said something to me. Okay, well, what I was going to say is for for me, it was I went on a trip to Japan and I was away from him for like a week and a half. And that was the longest we'd been apart or like two weeks or something. And I, that was the longest we'd been apart since we'd started like dating. And I got home and we were just like so excited to see each other. And then really soon after that, I think we realized we're just like we are like just obsessed with each other. Like we do not want to be like apart anymore. Yeah. Not that we're like now we're going to get married tomorrow. But I remember Leif just casually was like, we're probably going to get married, huh? And I was like, yeah, probably. And we both were, and we were just like smiling so hard. And like, anyway, I remember that's, if you know Leif, you know, he's just like casual like that. Like it wasn't like a huge conversation. And it was after he told me he loved me, I think. But Well, I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah, it was after that. Yeah, But I just remember being like, yeah. And we were both just like, gosh, that's cute. But I, what I'm saying is, don't rush like you're saying don't rush into it you don't have to be like at what point should we talk about it how should I bring it up it's like just let it kind of come naturally and there doesn't need to be a rush but yeah. I'm confused because she said think on it sit on, the on it third- really really vibe with it love that <laughs> isn't said- that a TikTok reference or something I have no what idea. did they say I don't know. She says, though, on our third date, he told me he was going to marry me. And yeah, we and a lot it of seems the like he has mutual feelings. So you right. can probably just bring it up. What's the worst case? He's going to say no, then you move on. Right. And if you're 24, that's not super young. It's no. Not, it's not too young to be talking about it. No, definitely You could just not. bring—it depends on your humor and your relationship, but you could kind of do that. Be like, so, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just be funny with it. Yeah. Like, are we going to get married? <laughs> like, yeah. just be dumb. No, I don't know. That's how sure. I would do it. <laughs> Yeah, nine months is a, is actually a good amount of time before you can start talking about it. For sure. Hey, ladies, I love listening to the pod every Tuesday. It makes the week so much more bearable. My parents have been divorced since I was three months old, so I don't really know three months. So I don't really know what a healthy relationship looks like. I guess I don't have one simple question for you, but I was just wondering if you had any advice on how to have a healthy, happy relationship and maybe red flags to look for when to end a relationship. Wow, that's when be a to long... end a relationship. Yes. It's a long list of things. There's many There's things that can be flags. red flags. Many things that could be, you know, a sign of someone who, who's going to. You know what I actually heard? That somebody who rolls their eyes at you, you're more likely to get divorced from them later on. <laughs> Me to life? Cool. <laughs> like within, the, like while you're dating. Oh, while you're dating. Yeah. But also. Interesting. Yeah. You shouldn't roll your eyes. I do it all the time. Oh, like in like a sassy like yeah well I I think I do it more as a joke to be honest yeah I'm thinking I don't really roll my eyes seriously like when I'm actually mad I don't think I would do that yeah maybe though who knows when I'm really mad yeah I was gonna say I don't really know even what they were talking about necessarily but I just saw like a stupid little let me give you some good advice that my mom gave to me and I think is really a good piece of advice first off I have to say to me, one of the number one red flags is being controlling. Yes. Um, that's just, 
personally, one of the worst traits I think someone can have is being super controlling over you, your decisions, your life, not letting you do what makes you happy. Anyway, moving on though. Um, my mom said the best thing you can do when you're dating some, someone and you want like, you know, you're starting to get serious with them and you're trying to figure out maybe if they're like the person for you is to bring them around the people that you love the most, that love you the most as mm-hmm. well, and ask them their opinion, their honest opinion. Because if you have people in your life who are just going to be honest with you, who care about you like deeply, and you ask them for their advice and they're just like, no, like this guy sucks. It's like, you need to believe the people. I mean, you have to obviously know yourself and like, yeah. and, and your relationship. I was going to say, my mom did not like Nick at first though. <laughs> but at first, but let, but when, by the time you're going to get married, did she? Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying for the first like, until I broke up with him, if I, she would not have been like, yeah, marry him. What was it that she didn't like about him? That's a great question, of which we ask her all the time. I think she was just saying, like, she could get a sense that maybe I didn't like him as much. Mm-hmm. And and also, I saw a missionary. So, I think she was just like… In that time period yeah. for you, it was not the vibe. Yeah. But but I'm just picturing for people I know that have, like, dated guys. And then they yeah. take them around and we're just like, no. And yeah. then… But it's like you have to believe the people who have your best interest. Because mm-hmm. some sometimes you are just blinded by things. Yes. And okay. it can be a really bad thing. Here's some good little ones. Like little great things to look for in somebody. Somebody who when you're talking to them listens and asks mm-hmm. questions instead of you go on a date and they talk all about themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if you really like that person and they're talking about themselves and you're like, I don't mind. That's no. a red flag. Yes. So. Second of all, if they are nice to everybody they meet, yes, that, that is, is automatic greatness. I was going to say that is actually super, like maybe number one important is like how they treat people who also can do absolutely nothing. Yeah. For if them. you go to a restaurant or you're on a date and they're super mean to the waiter, like that's going to be a no. no. You got to get out of there as fast as possible. That's going to be an absolute no for me because it's like if they're willing to treat someone like that, like that, they're going to treat you a million times worse exactly. at some point. Exactly. Trust me. Because mm-hmm. they're more comfortable around you, the more mean they're going to be to you. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to find, oh, you just got to find a nice guy. Yeah. You just got to find a good guy. There is nothing I hate more than watching someone that I love dating someone who I'm just like, no. Yeah, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. And… To everybody. Yeah. Around him. Yes. It is infuriating and yeah. you know what that's like if you are like around someone or you yeah. have a friend who's dating just a guy you're like no yes you know how frustrating that is no oh it's the worst yeah i was we, gonna say um oh the number one thing when you're in actually a, re- a relationship too obviously that's how to like find a good guy when you're in a relationship the key to a healthy relationship is and will always be communication mm-hmm. and obviously that goes both ways so you got to find someone who's willing to communicate with you but Number one, guys can't read your mind. So you have to communicate with them and get rid of expectations and voice maybe the expectations you have that, you know, could be something like, oh, I really expect something big on Valentine's Day. Like, you know, I've always loved Valentine's Day. It would really mean a lot if you kind of like put some extra effort. Then they're like, okay, cool. I I didn't know if you cared about it or not. Yeah. And then if they still don't, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like I told you. And that's kind of sad for me. Exactly. But yeah, you got to voice your opinions. I mm-hmm. do that a lot of times where, where I just like won't say anything. And then I'm like, what the heck? And he's like, yeah. I literally had no idea you yeah. cared about that. I'm like, oh, forgot you weren't a mind reader. <laughs> okay. I have followed you both for years and I've listened since the first episode of the podcast. Wow. wow. Thank you. I really need advice and would value your opinion on this. So my wedding is coming up in a few months and I asked the girls who I wanted to be in my bridal party last year. The girl I asked to be my maid of honor, who honestly, 
uh, was honestly the best friend I could ask for. However, close to the end of last year, her personality took a complete 180 and she started acting like a different person, picking fights over nothing, twisting my words and being really sensitive over everything. I'm a big people pleaser and an Enneagram three. So people not getting along with me definitely keeps me up at night. I've just been walking on eggshells, but everything I do still seems to upset her. She recently texted me and apologized for everything and said she's been going through some stuff, which I said I forgave her for so we could move past the drama. But deep down, I'm struggling to look past some of the things she's done and said. I feel like I can't be myself because I have to be hyper aware of everything I say. I do want her at my wedding, but I'm stressed over the fact someone I could very well not be friends with by the end of the year will not only be my maid of honor, but in almost all of my wedding photos. Any advice on how to gain peace over this? That is rough. I was going to say this to me, seems like she's going through something. Yeah. And that's what you said is like she texted her and said, I've been going through some stuff because I'm just like, to have a complete 180, it's like that yeah. doesn't happen from nothing. Whether it's something with your relationship or completely separate, I have no idea. But I maybe would just talk to her and be brutally honest, be like, something has changed and like I just need to know what's yeah. going on. I don't and know. what I can help you with. Like if you're really going through something like, what is it? And is there anything I can do to help you? And like, if you're stressed, like, that's okay. I, like, I just kind of need a heads up so that when I'm around you, I, you know, I don't stress you out extra much. It's like, I'm right. happy to be a good friend to you and like, yeah, accommodate you. But you already asked her to be the way of honor. Cause I was going to say yeah. that kind of sucks. And I was actually, this is ironic because I was just watching someone's Instagram story today. This girl, Frances that I follow, and she's like getting married this year. And she was saying, she did a poll. She was like asking if, people thought bridesmaids were super important. And she was like, have you stayed friends with all your bridesmaids or have like you had a falling out with any of them? Like, because they're going to be in your wedding pictures forever. Yeah. So it's like, it is kind of an important decision in some regard. I actually didn't answer the poll. I'm going to go to it because I want to see what people, the like majority said. But I don't know. I think like, because how important do you think it is that, you know, oh wait, let me, let me answer this poll really fast. So I it's can not see. important unless you make it important, honestly. Wait, it says 66% said they're they're still like best friends with all their bridesmaids and then 34% said no. That's actually kind I, of a big percentage to say no. Yeah. I think it's hard because with bridesmaids, like to me, bridesmaids are not, not to, I don't know. It's not that serious to me. Like yeah. who I picked were my closest friends at the time. Like am I the closest to all those people now? A few of them know. Yeah. But it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't believe they're in my wedding photos. Maybe yeah. if they backstabbed me and did something absolutely horrible. Yeah. But it's like, it just, you have to just go with your gut at the time. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like things that, are going to change. That person is in your life right now. Yeah. You can't change that. Like, we've met people after our wedding now who we would choose as our bridesmaids totally. that weren't there. And that's okay. It's not like we're like, <laughs> I yeah. wish they were in this. Again, it's not as, it's not important unless you make it important. It yes. can just be. If she's not in your life anymore later on, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe she's going to get through this and you guys are going to be best friends forever. Yeah. To me, it's not super deep, like you said, unless you make it a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But that does, it does just suck yeah. because it's, your wedding's coming up and she's being weird. So yeah. it's like, cool, I have to walk on eggshells maybe and you make can you delegate, comfortable. Maybe you can delegate some of the responsibilities. Yeah, responsibilities she might have had to other people. So maybe she's not like so involved. Be like, hey, I know you have a lot going on, like. I'm going to have so-and-so do this or something. Yeah. The last thing you want, though, is for her to, like, ruin your wedding. Exactly. In any capacity. Exactly. Like, you need to feel comfortable at your own wedding. But that's that's a toughie. Hi, JC, Chelsea, and my favorite, Beth. Wow, your favorite, <laughs> huh? Hmm. 
Okay, interesting. Just kidding. We literally tell people, we're like, suck up to Beth and the thing. (laughs) They get mad when they do. Before I ask for advice, I just want to talk about how much I love the podcast. I look forward to every Tuesday and it's definitely my most favorite day of the week. Y'all are just so funny and I love the story episodes. I've been here since the early episodes and it's crazy to see how much you've grown. I also got my sister hooked on the podcast too. Hi, Ashley, if you're listening. Oh, Oh, I love that. That's cute. Anyway, I need advice on being more outgoing and social. I have definitely gotten better since I was younger. Me just remembering my sixth grade self. Yikes. However, I want to aspire to be the person who can stop the awkwardness in conversations. Do you have any advice on how I can be more extroverted? And I don't know, less awkward. LOL. Thanks, ladies. Yes. Um, Practice. Yeah, I was going to say it takes little moments of almost embarrassing yourself and then realizing... I'm not going to die from this to be like, oh, I can just say whatever I want. If you feel like you're really outgoing and really funny with people, you know, but then when you meet like a new crowd or something, you're just like, oh, I don't know what to say. The pressure of it is what's making you awkward and it's what's making you quiet and shy. Just release the pressure. If you say something dumb, I say dumb things in front of groups all the time that like I say and I'm like, yikes, Mm -hmm. like I shouldn't have said that. And I used to just, the next time I would hang out, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Like I would have to physically tell myself, like, I don't, don't say anything dumb. Just like be there and whatever. Also asking people questions about Mm -hmm. them. That's a really good one. It's a great way, especially like an outgoing person. If there's an outgoing person in the group, you don't have to try and like outshine them. You can just ask them questions because they're going to carry the conversation for you. Yeah. The best thing you can do in a group setting, I think, is be interested in other people Mm -hmm. and just ask questions genuinely because you're curious about whatever. And that I think the worst thing is just talking about yourself the whole time Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, we get it, you know, and that's not going to ever leave a good first impression. But I think anything that you want to get good at, it just takes practice and consistency. So the less you're socializing with people, the more maybe awkward you'll feel. That's how I feel. Even with this past year, I literally forgot how to talk to people. Whenever I'm like with someone I haven't seen in a while, I'm like, I literally feel awkward because I'm like, I forgot how to talk to human beings. Yeah. But I think the more you just put yourself in those little bit kind of uncomfortable situations for yourself, the better, the more comfortable you'll become Mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. Hello to my favorite queens. I need some simple advice and a good perspective on boundaries with in-laws. I have been married for almost six months. And ever since I married my husband, I have been constantly agitated with my in-laws because they cannot seem to leave him alone. His mom and older sister call him daily. And they like, daily? And they like to make surprise visits conveniently when I'm not home. He works from home and I do not, so I always get this weird nagging, jealous feeling that comes when you're left out. My sweet husband should not have to feel like he has to always has to go help them for every single minor thing or hear their relationship drama. He also has a hard time saying no to going out with them. I feel like his parents and sister won't quote unquote let him go like you should when a family member gets married. Mm. I've talked to him about how I feel like they're just over-involved and I felt even more stupid for the way I feel. My parents and siblings live just as close and we see them maybe twice a month and I definitely do not talk to them every day. It's not that I'm not close to them, but I think my relationship with my parents is healthy. His family is closer than mine, but is it normal for parents and siblings to act this way? I feel like it's important to set boundaries early on before our family grows. Otherwise, we will have to move out of the state for some privacy. Thanks, loves. Wow. Daily calls. I was going to say, uh, actually, now that I'm saying that, I literally talk to my siblings every single day. Uh, Well, some of them. Like my sister, I feel like I talk to her almost every single day. And then it depends. It's normal if you want it to be normal. But if you are uncomfortable with it and you feel like they leave you out, you need to voice that and be like, 
and maybe even to them instead of him. Like if you've already said to him and he's just kind of like, I don't know, did she say what he did? Or well, she, she just, said she felt dumb. She just felt more she dumb. feels, which is not good. Yeah. It, it just needs to be like, hey, I want to come. Like I want to yeah. be invited. Just don't be afraid. It's remember Kylie Jenner's advice. I don't know if you listen to my story time episode, but one of the things that Kylie Jenner said that really changed my life. And actually this goes to the last submission as well. She was on a trip in Greece with her family and Kendall was crying because she was left out all day. They like went and did all these things without her. And Kylie was like, I don't let myself be not included, basically. Like I just come. Yeah. I just go. And her saying that, like, I don't let myself not be included. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then she had fun the whole trip. Right. And it's like, even if someone's like, oh, she's coming. It's like, who cares? You, you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and if they don't want you to be there, like if you're like, hey, if he's going somewhere with his sister and mom, oh, can I come to lunch with you? It's like, then if he's like, no, it's just for us at that point, then you can be like, okay, hey, something's why? going yeah. on. Like, I'm your family now. So right. it's fine. Like every once in a while, if you want some alone time. But, but I think the other problem here is that it's just like overkill in general. It's like, I agree. I think she should try and be like, hey, can I come? Or like, yeah. whatever. But I think she's also like, but we don't want to, I don't want to hang out with them every day. Like, yeah. can we have some privacy? Which yeah. I also think is completely valid. Yes. And you do want to set boundaries early on. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the, the in-laws, um, like, relationship is so hard. Because mm -hmm. in theory, I'm like, oh, just be honest with them. But it's like, I know that's hard to just, especially when you're young. Yeah. You've only and been married for six new, months. Yeah. You're new to the family. You don't, definitely don't want to be like annoying to them mm -hmm. or them like, okay, cool. If you guys aren't doing anything else, it's like say at night or something, you guys are both home from work and you don't have anything planned. You guys are just doing your regular thing. And then he hangs out with his, I don't know what the situation is. Then plan more things with just you two. So then it's not like you have all this he's kind of like, well, what are we doing? Like, right. I want to go hang out with my mom. Like she's one of my best friends. Like that's fine. That, that actually is fine. But you kind of have to, yeah, like you said, Set the boundary and also well, it, be like, this is our time tonight. Like, hey, we want to hang out tonight. Like me and Nick always say, like, you want to hang out tonight? It's like, we kind of have to ask each other almost because it's like, otherwise we're kind of just doing our own stuff. thing and whatever. It's like, let's hang out. Let's watch a movie. Let's do something. But I do think this is like, I want to validate your feelings. Tell you, this is very like, I think you're validated in being annoyed by this. Yeah, no, 100%. Sure. So I think, yeah, just... I'm like, so you're going to be annoyed for the rest of your life. Yeah. Good luck. No, I think it is time to place boundaries. The thing that needs to happen is you need to be on the same page as your husband. Yes. Your husband needs to also be like, yeah, I agree. Like, mm -hmm. that's not cool. And if he's not agreeing, it's like, you got to find a common ground. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you got to find another husband. I'm like, you got to find someone else. Sis. You got to get something new. Hi, Beth, JC, and Chelsea. You spelled my name wrong, but I will forgive you. My best friend and I listen to your podcast every week and talk all about it. We really look up to y'all. Okay, yeah, I forgive you. <laughs> and I knew after the month I had that I just had to write in for some advice on my very complicated, juicy life. So basically, I go to college in NYC. I went out a few times with this boy last semester. Let's call him James. That's not like, it was James. I think it was actually James. <laughs> this boy was really the sweetest thing ever. Made plans for fun dates in the city and even a nice dinner res reservation. Love that. Well, basically, I just gotten out of a three and a half year relationship. Wow. And felt like I wasn't ready. So I canceled on the nice dinner reservations the day before. Fast forward to this semester and I go out with this other boy. Let's call him Avery. I'm sure these are like literally the real names. <laughs> we went out to get food and just talk. And I found out his closest friend and potential roommate is James. I had no idea. Even worse, when I got back home, I told my roommate that I had felt like I liked James even more and regretted my decision. Wait, wait, wait. Did she, I, th I thought she didn't go on the date with James. She didn't, but I think they, 
I think they like hung out or something. Wait, we went out to get food and just talked and I found out his closest. Oh, I thought they were hanging out. I don't know how she met him or hung out with him, but... Uh, So now that both of them probably don't think the best of me, considering I haven't contacted either of them, and I basically just messed up, I am not sure what to do with my feelings towards James. Help. Ooh, I almost want to just be like, ditch them both and just move on. uh, Ignore them and move and get a new address. (laughs) If you really feel like you, this whole James thing was meant to be, and not just like now something, you know, you like what you can't have. Right. Just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Ooh, oh, I but I forgot they're they're literally roommates, and they were roommates. Yikes. You know what? I say ditch them both. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Dang. Yeah, you I think you're gonna have else. to cut your losses. Cut your losses. I'm like, start a new, get a fake, uh, fake identity, and start a new life. Yeah. Move, move, <laughs> move to LA. Okay. Or don't, because the the house my market is skyrocketing. Yeah. <laughs> and you would be the reason I cannot buy a home right now. <laughs> The worst advice on earth for her. I'm like, ditch them both and move. Well, That's I think you do. I think you do. If James is meant to be, it will be. It will be. Give it a few months. We're like, and maybe you have to make a B, but we'll never know. No, give it a few months. Okay. Hi, ladies. Love the pod. I think you girls are the best for what I need advice on right now. Am I manifesting bad luck? I've been working from home this whole pandemic and recently got married in June. I moved in with my husband for the first time, but he still goes to the office to work. So I'm home alone all day, every day. Since this is my first time moving out and I'm home alone often, I find myself getting really jumpy and scared that someone is at the door or trying to get in, or that there are bugs in the house. Gross. I listen to all of your manifesting episodes, and I know that thinking and speaking things into existence is powerful, even if it's negative. I'm wondering if all my paranoia or fear will actually manifest in something bad happening. How do I stop thinking this way? Thanks, girls. Love you lots from Toronto. This is like Just tell the universe you don't mean it. (laughs) Say it was a joke. I didn't mean it. I think, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack here because I think we can relate. Like we've Mm -hmm. talked about this before where sometimes you feel like by talking negatively, you're making that Yeah, I feel like if I say, I hope this TikTok goes viral, in my head, I'm like, great. No, it won't go viral. The thing is- It doesn't, so I guess, yes. (laughs) So yes, you're (laughs) correct. I think just try to stop putting so much weight into like those, you know, fearful scenarios which is, can be hard. Mm-hmm. But regardless of if you're quote unquote manifesting it, it's like your life is your reality and your perception of your life is literally what you focus on every day. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. That's just how life is. Is like the way you experience life is largely determined by what you're thinking about every day and your thoughts. So if you are constantly having those thoughts, like you are going to be pretty fearful day to day. So it is important to try and like not have as many fearful thoughts yes. and try and replace those with like best case scenarios. Also, a lot of the things like this is something that, you know, is a little bit comforting to me. A lot of my worst case scenario things that I think will happen have never happened to me or even come close. Yeah. So I'm always just like, what's the point of, I'll think that when I'm alone sometimes too. I'm like, what does someone come? And I'm like, that literally is so unlikely. It is possible, but it's so unlikely that why am I actually terrified right now. Yeah. Terrifying myself sitting it's here. It's just putting yourself through it twice. Exactly. So yeah, you have to bring awareness to the thought when you have it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. Someone's trying to get into the house. I'm so scared. Bring awareness to like the thought, like as if you're looking at yourself almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of, that's how you bring awareness. So like shine a light on it. And then as soon as you can kind of understand it and you're aware of that thought, then you can be like, is this thought serving me? Yes or no? And is it true? No. And simply by doing that, alone will lighten it 
Yes. But to answer your question, no. I don't think you're manifesting bad things into your life. Like, I just think it's what you focus on is your yeah. is is what your day-to-day experience is. That happens to me a lot too. And I think some other people can relate. It's like my biggest fear is, you know, a family member of mine or a close friend of mine getting sick or dying. Like, mm-hmm. that's… I think that's always been my biggest fear. And sometimes I will at night like spiral into like thoughts of life getting sick or something. And I will yeah. literally make myself sick. Like I will feel the feeling of like, oh my gosh, he's going to die. Like, and it's like… It's and then you just, think by me yeah, thinking this, I'm going to make him die. Exactly. Then I, I think by I'm thinking this so much. What if it now happens because I'm literally putting so much energy into this thought or, or maybe I'm thinking it for a reason and like God's preparing me or something yeah. for it. And I, I think it, you said something about like gut feelings mm-hmm. that I feel like is good. What is it they say? Yeah. Like, gut feelings come in a feeling of knowing and anxious thoughts come in what ifs. So if you notice that you're saying, what if a guy's trying to break into my, and yes, I am saying guy because it is always a guy. You know, it's always the men. Second, yeah. Oh, what if there's bugs in my house? <laughs> what if there's gross bugs in here or something like that? Those are anxious thoughts. That's not the knowing of right. gut feelings usually are telling you what to do. They're usually solution-based. What ifs is usually fear-based. Exactly. And like, happening to you based. Yes. And regardless, if that is going to happen at some point, like let's not think it is. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like there's no point exactly. in living in living in fear and being like, I think I am manifesting it. Oof, it's going to happen now. It's yeah. like, let's just not think about that yes. at all because it makes your life miserable. And also now are you, are, if you're thinking, well, what if this is a, is this a gut feeling or is this a whatever? Do I just know or am I saying what if? You're just saying listen what if. to your thoughts. <laughs> yes. Listen to your thoughts. If they're like going around like that, feeling of knowing will be, I'm going to do this. Yes. You'll feel more of, like you said, it'll be more solution-based and yeah. less like terrified. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that no, you are not because I think that adds anxiety to people's life when they think, oh my gosh, everything I do, I'm manifesting this or Mm -hmm. that. It's like at the end of the day, I believe everything will work out as it should. Yeah. So don't feel too much stress day to day. Okay. Well, that was the last submission. That was the last straw. That was my last straw. I'm done with this podcast. No, I love you guys. Thank you for writing in always. Thanks for sending us all your problems. We love to give you advice and we know we give the best advice in the, the world. The best so. advice ever. And also, you guys, we were in the top charts. So yep. that's all thanks to you. Yeah, we uh, we were right behind Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio. So that's thanks to you guys. Yes. And that's, that is me flexing because mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. But also it's me flexing on behalf of you guys because it would not be possible without you. Without the likes of you. Thank you for supporting us always, guys. This past year has been, I, I still feel like we're in 2020 for some reason. Yeah. Even though we're not, we've moved on. But also, we're in the 2020s. Yeah. It's been exactly about a year since our live live show. <gasps> and I just feel like so much has changed. But honestly, I am looking towards this year, even though I said I've been like so, you know, I've been lacking motivation. But I have been looking towards this year with a lot of positivity. And I feel like, even though last year was really hard for everyone, for our podcast, it was a really uh, phenomenal a, a year. Phenomenal year and a year of clarity for me, mm-hmm. where I kind of like kind of understand the podcast for what it is now and like what I don't know. I just love it so much. Yes, we've just been enjoying the podcast. Like I our feel podcast like, went through puberty in twenty twenty. Yes, it grew its curves. Yes, it's a voluptuous, amazing podcast. It is. She is thick. She's. Thick with five-star ratings, reviews, great advice, amazing storytelling. 
just all around just tens, tens uh, across the board. <laughs> us just giving ourselves compliments. <laughs> and if no. you guys want to buy our merch, we still have some sweatshirts left. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Hoodies. But Hoodies, yes. yes. Um, Hoodies and sweats and, and beanies. beanies. So go check them out, guys. Go check them out. It's linked in the show notes. Yes. Okay. We love you guys. And we're going to go eat our burritos. And, and that's what we that's said. That's what we said. <laughs> Goodbye. Cool. Sorry.